Hi, this is Emery Kittle. I'm here with Mike Deeth for another adventure in podcasting. We have uh, our podcast is called the 12 Minute Dog Podcast. Dog span stands for what, Mike? Discussions of guidance. Yep. And today we are talking about owning a special needs dog. So, Mike, what does that mean to you? It means an awful lot to me because I tend to get a lot of them. Um, I've had a blind dog. I've had a deaf dog. I've got a three-legged dog that is deaf right now. Um, I would throw geriatric dogs into that mix, and I would say that the ones that are probably the the, the most difficult to deal with would be the fearful reactive dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, And and there's a lot of them in the shelter. I think it's awesome to do. Um, I've done it long enough to where it becomes kind of a, a thing you know how to do. Um, we'll talk about them as we go, but you know, a deaf dog is not any different to train than a dog who can hear, other than the fact that we really lean hard on the hand signals. Mm-hmm. So I like do jazz hands where I wiggle <laughs> my fingers and the dog sees it and comes running for the cookie, and that becomes the the recall device. Sure. The positive mark is just making the okay symbol so mm-hmm. they know they did something right. I'll waggle my finger at them when they've done something wrong, and that's a negative mark. Mm-hmm. The sit, the down, the watch me, the stay, those are all basically the same. And it's funny, even with my deaf dog, I give them verbal cues. Mm-hmm. I've just gotten used to talking. I know the dog can't hear me, <laughs> but I still say sit, I still say stay. Sure. The hand signals just become more important. Um, I think it's important to understand there's a lot of good information on the internet and a lot of bad information on the internet. Mm-hmm. One of the, the, the real popular ways, especially like let's say with a deaf dog, would be to use a e-collar for um, recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky. My deaf dog has only got three legs and she can't run that fast. I can <laughs> outrun her. So recall is very rarely an issue there. But we can use, I've seen people use flashlights, laser pointers. Um, Laser pointers are kind of a, uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes can make dogs a little OCD, so I'm not real big about using laser pointers with dogs. I never thought about that. Yeah, they end up chasing (laughs) lights and doing some other things. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's a podcast for a different day. Sounds good. Um, you know, you can even get an e-collar with no shock option where it's just vibrate. Mm-hmm. And every single time it vibrates, you, the dog turns around, looks for the owner, and gets a cookie, and that becomes the recall. Right. Um, I am a little discouraged in the dog training realm where a lot of times a vibrate-only collar costs more than one that has the shock option mm-hmm. and the vibrate option. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you that humans are a little vindictive as far as animals go, so... I wouldn't get one with the shock option because frustration leads us to doing some mean things to people, dogs, even spouses, employees, you name it. Frustration leads to bad things sometimes. But, um, you know, as far as a deaf dog, you just have to go in knowing you got to do a lot lot more Mm -hmm. pre-work. My blind dog, I think, was probably the easiest dog I ever trained. Um, she just learned to listen to my voice. She was a little bit of a Velcro dog. She always wanted to be near me. That makes sense. Um, but she was a reed dog at an elementary school. Mm -hmm. She worked in the business. Um, she was really easy. And there, just like with my deaf dog, I still did hand signals with my blind dog because it was (laughs) just part of my shtick as a dog trainer. Um, I just, it was funny. Everybody's like, well, she can't see you. I said, I know, but I can't remember not to do it. (laughs) Um, And the words became more important. So uh, there's also really awesome um, 
like Facebook group pages on like Deaf Dogs Rock and you know uh, there's I, I can't remember the name of the blind um, Facebook group page but the blind and the deaf to me if you're going to start with a special needs dog that would be kind of where I would go mm-hmm. I know with a lot of blind dogs they'll even they make halos that will go on the collar so that when the dog walks up let's say to a wall they feel the push on the halo and they mm-hmm. never walk into it mm-hmm. um, you don't want to move your furniture if <laughs> you have bad. a blind dog yeah. uh, you let them get used to it a lot of people will simply tether the blind dog to a dog with sight mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and that dog with sight becomes kind of a, a seeing eye dog. It's brilliant for the other dog, and they just kind of walk together and they go for walks, but they're attached. Yeah. So, um, I think you know, with some, you know, getting some books on Amazon, following some Facebook groups that are specifically for deaf or blind dogs. Um, those are dogs that they're a lot of work. But they usually end up being some of the best companions you've ever had because it's almost like, I I don't want to get too anthropomorphic here, but it's almost like they appreciate it. -hmm. You know, I mean, they really pay back in spades, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, what you give. Sure. So I think if you were going to, if you're going to start with the idea of a special needs dog, I would probably go there. Tripods are another awesome opportunity. A lot of these dogs are euthanized almost immediately mm-hmm. um, they're going to have a shorter life probably they're probably going to have arthritis issues you need to know this stuff going in you need to have your veterinarian on board um, you need to understand that any of these special needs dogs the veterinary care is probably going to be way more expensive than right. regular okay um, i've just kind of gotten used to that mm-hmm. um, the little tripod that i've got right now goes to swim lessons once a week so she can work on her front shoulder of the leg she's got without actually putting pressure on it and torquing, you know, that leg out of shape. And we've already talked to the veterinarian about possibly going to Colorado State University and having a brace made. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's going to be willing to do those things, but there are a ton of people out there who have great experience with dogs that are really good dog people. And these dogs we're talking about today on the podcast are the ones that really really need those kind of people um for those listening to the podcast going that sounds awesome i'd really <laughs> like to do it i would really like you to chew that fat for a while right. and really think about it because it is it is really difficult to do but it's so rewarding i think it's worth it mm-hmm. um now the ones we haven't talked about are kind of the ones, the ones that I've described, the deaf, the blind, the three-legged dogs. These are not common, but they're definitely not rare. But when we start talking about geriatric, older mm-hmm. dogs, and we start talking fearful dogs, they're all over the place in the rescue world. And those are the ones that require even more work, mm-hmm. more patience, less frustration, Somebody, um, I always joke that if we could just find more preschool teachers and more special ed teachers, that these dogs would be fine, especially the fearful ones. Um, Fearful dogs need somebody who's going to play hard to get. Mm -hmm. That is kind of like, if you're scared, you can stay over there in the corner. I've got, you know, a bowl of treats right over here. And as you get braver, you know, I'll toss them to you. You can come over and get one. Sure. The problem is we have people who are like, oh, I'm a dog person. Don't worry. And they'll chase the dog around the house and terrify the dog. 
and the dog then becomes more fearful. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I just tell people, you have to allow the dog to be brave so we can reward it mm-hmm. versus chase the dog and give them one more reason to be fearful. Yeah. And usually this is all that socialization period where you've had puppies who didn't get socialized with people. Sure. And then they're stuck in a shelter and they grow into fearful adults. Well, fearful adults are dogs who growl, dogs mm-hmm. who nip, dogs who snap, even dogs who bite if we let them go far enough. So we need an army of people who have been taught how to deal with fearful dogs. And it's really, I guess, the secret sauce is letting the dog learn at their pace, not ours. Right. You know? Yeah. Sierra, our office manager, just got a, um, a fearful dog from a yeah. shelter. His name's Marley, and he hides under our desk all day long, and yep. just you wouldn't know he's ever there, but yep. uh, he's starting to come out of the shell. And eventually, he will come out from underneath the table. Mm-hmm. We might use food. We might use love. We might use affection. We're definitely not going to use any kind of dominance or mm-hmm. punishment with a dog like that, but it's, it's the people who have the patience to let the dog rebound on their own. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... A fearful dog is, in most cases, always going to be a fearful dog. It's just, if people think of it in the terms of management, modification, and improvement versus fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of dog trainers whose website have neon signs on the front that we can train any dog. kind of drives me nuts. You can't fix any dog. Right. You can manage a dog. You can modify a dog. You can improve a dog. We can always make you know, progress. But I think sometimes putting the pressure of fixing a dog um, puts way too much pressure on the owner, way too much pressure on the dog. Right. That leads me to a um, question. Um, what's a time commitment for a special needs dog? Is it somebody that works 40 hours or 60 hours a week or is travels it's, on the weekends? Or? Yeah, it's somebody who can at least spend some time with the dog in the morning, some time with the dog in the evening. Um, either have the financial work for all to have somebody come to the house and maybe check on the dog in midday, mm-hmm. take him for a walk. Um, somebody who is around, if you're a heavy traveler uh, and you're going to be traveling now, I know lots of people, a lot of my clients are travelers, they take their dogs with them no mm-hmm. matter what. Lucky that, dog. That would be the kind of you know life they need. This is not going to be that easy dog that you can just leave for eight to ten hours mm-hmm. a day at your house um, in a lot of cases fear also leads to separation anxiety so it could be a huge commitment of time up front where you'll you'll see some of the benefits as we move past it mm-hmm. um, I guess you know we're getting close to our 12 minutes so I may go a little bit over sorry um, <laughs> The last one is the one that I really wish more people would think about, which is the older geriatric dogs. Right. Um, there are a ton of great dogs that are already potty trained. All they want to do is sleep on a couch. <laughs> they're okay with eight or ten hours a day being gone. They are just, they're what everybody wants. Yeah. But they're not as cute and fluffy as a puppy. Yeah, and there's rescues that just specialize in that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, <laughs> I think that, you know, another thing that I wish more people would do is go in and look at those older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that I've got some family members who have decided we're never getting another puppy again. We just don't have it in us anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're now their thing is they go in and find older dogs that are only going to be with them for a year to three years. Mm-hmm. And they just dote on them the last year to three years of their life and give them everything they ever wanted and give them the, the most awesome exit to this mm-hmm. world that, that you could possibly have. And there's just so many dogs like that in the shelters. Yes. So, I mean, I guess the takeaway from all this is 
Put in the time, put in the effort, and you'll see the results. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's an old dog, a three-legged dog, a deaf dog, a blind dog. They're they're dogs. Mm -hmm. They all train the same way. You might have to tweak it a little bit here and there. Um, And if you don't want a challenge of a special needs dog, go with a puppy or an adult dog. But be smart enough to hire a dog trainer before you get the dog. Sit down with your entire family at the kitchen table with a dog trainer and let us talk about what's the time commitment going to be. How much is, you know, a dog with a smushed nose is going to cost a lot more veterinary-wise than a typical long-nosed lab. Mm -hmm. Um, How much exercise will a dog need? You know, is it a good idea to get a compact mini Australian shepherd (laughs) and put it in an apartment? Probably not. Um, You know, if you live in an apartment or you have neighbors... You might want to think twice before we get a schnauzer or a beagle because they love to bark. Right. You know, I think German shepherds look really cool, but I don't want one that thinks like a guard dog. These are all the things that trainers are going to be able to sit down. We're also going to be a help going, okay, look, kids, your mom is not going to take care of the dog. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes hearing it from a second source is the best way to handle it. Absolutely. Um, I will tell you, um, hang around. My rant is going to have to do with this. Um, and it's we're starting to see a huge number of dogs come back to the shelters where people went out and got a COVID puppy and decided it was too much work, uh-huh. kind of what we're talking about here. And now we're just dumping them back at the shelter. Yeah, so breaking my heart. You know, it's it's tough. But the flip side of that is the people who didn't get COVID puppies. There are a ton of dogs out there that people got probably seventy five percent of the training done. And they just got frustrated and dropped the dog back off the shelter. There's a ton of awesome dogs in the rescues right right. now that you can come in knowing, I only got to do about 25%. I only got to really work on two or three things, and I've got that perfect dog. That's right. And they also, a lot of times when people get rid of dogs, they get rid of them right as they're growing up and things are going to get easier. They just never make it to the top of the mountain and go down. Mm -hmm. they, They just get stalled out on the upward climb. Yeah. So... Um, you know, hey, go to the shelters, talk to them, do some research on Facebook and online, Association of Professional Dog Trainers, um, talk to your veterinarian, call a trainer. Um, there's so many special needs dogs out there that need help. You know, it, it might be the greatest thing you've ever done. Awesome. Well, thanks, Mike. That will wrap up our 12-minute portion of the 12-minute dog podcast. I was a little over, sorry. (laughs) So then you're going to do your rant, and I'm going to do my nutritional nugget. So uh, we'll please stay tuned in for that. All right. Let's take a minute to meet our sponsors. If you love the topics you've been listening to, remember, Mike has written tons of books on dog training, and all are available on Amazon.com. Just search the name Mike Deeth, D-E-A-T-H-E. They are available in audio, ebook, and print. And now back to the podcast. Hey guys, it's Mike with Kiss Dog Training uh, here for my dog trainer's rant. A lot of times it's a dog training tip, but this time it's going to be a rant. Um, you know, we're we're getting into the world hopefully getting out of the world of covid but it's been a year to two years now and a lot of people went out and got covid puppies and in the last i would say three to six months we've seen a ton of these dogs come back to the shelter and it's really the fact that people went into the process of getting a dog not prepared not knowing what they were going to expect 
and then getting frustrated and tired of doing the work and dumping the dog back on the shelter. And this is where I'm going to sound a little bit like a jerk, but I am a firm believer that not every human being has the right to have a family dog. Uh, we need to really look at, do we have the time? You know, are we working seven days a week? Are we putting in 80 hours a week? Do we, do both parents put in 80 hours a week? And do we have five kids at home that all have after school activities? These are things that are not conducive to owning a dog. Um, there's also just, if you get a puppy, you better prepare yourself. The first 18 months that you own that dog is going to be a challenge. You've got to potty train it. you got to leash train it. you got to teach it impulse control, frustration control. It's like bringing another toddler into the house. Um, there's a lot of people in this world that I've worked with that I really wish would have just stuck with goldfish. It would have been fairer to them and the dog. Um, I think the smartest thing people can do, and I will preach this till the day I leave this world, is hire the dog trainer before you get the dog. Everybody has a bad habit of making a snap decision based off the cuteness of the dog or the kid saying that they'll do anything for the dog. And we end up making a rash decision without really realizing the amount of work that's going to have to go into it. Um, I will tell you I'm working on a book right now that is, you know, tentatively titled, So You're Going to Get a Dog or You Already Have and Are Stuck. Um, and it's going to be a lot of these things. Please don't call a dog trainer and expect us to give you a magic pill or a silver bullet or a Jedi mind trick to train your dog. The only thing that trains dogs are consistency and frequency. And if you can't handle the consistency and frequency of training the dog, don't bring the dog home. It's not fair to either person. Um, on the flip side, as the shelters kind of fill back up, there's a lot of really awesome dogs that are back at the shelter that got half to three quarters of all the training they really need. And they just need somebody to come in and spend two, three, four months to polish up some rules and routines. And you're going to have an awesome dog that somebody else did all the work and just wasn't smart enough to stick it out. So I think you know, if there's a silver lining there, this might be the time to really go bargain shopping at the, at the shelter and mm -hmm. look for that dog who... Man, it's not going to take a lot to really work with that. Um, so that is my dog trainer rant for the day. Uh, don't get a dog unless you're prepared for the work that's coming. And if you don't know what kind of work to expect, let's call the dog trainer and be proactive and let's figure it out before we go to the shelter versus going to the shelter and getting suckered into the cute puppy eyes and bringing home the dog that you're not ready for. So, again, this is Mike with Kiss Dog Training. Uh, you can contact us through the podcast. We've got a great Facebook page now um, for the 12-Minute Dog Podcast. Just give us some um, questions, answers, topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, and we look forward to hearing from you in the future. Have a great day. There's a reason why the only dry food we carry is Nature Select. It's because we feel it is the healthiest, most nutritious pet food for your pet. After 27 years, it's never been recalled and has only gotten better with time. We love it, and we know your pet will too. Free home delivery from your favorite local pet food supply. Hi guys, this is Emery Kittle with Nature Select Pet Food, and I'm here for the Nutritional Nugget. Okay guys, today we're going to talk about minerals in pet food 
And did you know that there are different levels and quality of uh, minerals in pet food? Some of them are absorbed okay. Some of them are absorbed extremely well. And I'm here to talk about the differences and how you can know about that. So what are minerals? Minerals are essential nutrients for a pet's body. Uh, your pet needs them to grow and function normally. Um, all pet food will have it, but uh, it's the quality of it that makes a big difference. So some of them are calcium, zinc, copper, iron, um, and most of the cheap quality foods, not going to name names there, they are um, just have the bottom of the barrel. The cheapest minerals that you can get, most of them are just wasted in the stool. Most of them aren't even absorbed very well. Then there is the next tier, which is chelation. Uh, chelated minerals are minerals that have been broken down really small. They're attached to an amino acid, so they're actually absorbed into the pet system much better. Uh, your higher quality foods are going to have that. Um, that's a big deal. Um, it's not in like your mid-level foods like Purina and Sinusite. They typically do not have that. But uh, in the upper tier foods, I'm going to say Akena, um, Taste of the Wild, things like that, they will have chelation. One of the things that we love about Nature's Select Pet Food, it actually goes a step further. The uh, mineral complexes that we use are actually absorbed 800% better than chelation. So we use less of them. It's you, you get them much more easily out of the food, so that's fantastic. But the difference is cost. It costs a lot more money to put better minerals in your pet's food, but they get a lot more out of it. They run better. The pet's bodies work better. Simply put, the more money you spend on pet food, there's many reasons why you get more out of it. And that's not just across the board. There's some foods out there that are $60 a bag, they really should be $30 a bag. It's hard to know exactly what is a better quality food just by looking at price. But anyway, that's one of the things we're here for. If you have any questions, you can reach out to Nature Select Pet Food. We have uh, pet food nutritionists on staff here. We'd love to talk to you. We have pet food experts. Even if we don't find a Nature Select Pet Food for you, um, we can find you a food that works great for you. Uh, that's one of the things I love about our team. We're not just trying to push our food. We're just trying to push better nutrition. All right. Well, guys, I love you so much. I thank you for listening. Please comment with questions that you might have. There are a lot of minerals and vitamins and, and out there that if you have any questions about, happy to go into that with you. But I'm trying to keep it brief here. So you have a great day and we'll talk soon.